Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the Five Leadership Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and I'm here today with Daniel M. Hello, hello. And one of the hosts yeah. of Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer, which is J.D. Greer, yeah. actually. But we're, 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 we're a man down. <laughs> we're a man down. That's right. We're, we're, there's only one Todd on the podcast at a time. Yes, that's why. Two that's Todds right. would be one Todd too many. <laughs> we're not sure what would happen. Correct. Right. And we're too jealous of his radio voice, too, so know, we had to cut him out. such a great voice. He does. He, I tell him, he's got the voice and the face that is just perfect for radio. You can just hear him. He sounds manly, but you don't have to look at him. It's perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks, J.D., for being on the podcast with us, for being a part of the podcast network, uh, as well as taking some time out of your, your day to answer a few questions with us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm honored to be on. Love you guys. Love you guys. You guys work here. So uh, the first question I have is, why did you start the Ask Me Anything podcast? Why, I mean, where did that come from? Why, why did you start it to begin with? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting question because I don't feel like I have just like this, like like one kind of light bulb, like, and then I saw it, and then it was written in my Cheerios, and I knew <laughs> I had to do it kind of answer. But um, I knew that, um, that one. it seems like uh, one of the most valuable things that I've done as a pastor over the last 15, 16 years that I've been a pastor is just answer people's questions. I mean, sometimes, you know, one well-answered question can do as much as a sermon does because mm-hmm. you're really applying the gospel or biblical truth to the place that people need it. Yeah. And, you know, for a while I used to do it on my blog. I'd write it up there and, and sometimes I'd, you know, do it in, in, in church uh, in various points. But I thought and maybe the best format for this is to just, is just take questions I'm getting repeatedly and just try to answer them. I, I listen to, you know, there's a little uh, pastor, a theologian, uh, John Piper. I don't think anybody's heard of him, but um, he has a one called Ask Pastor John. And my, my first fear was like, I thought people were going to try to think that I was like, hey, you've heard that Pastor John, you know, his questions tend to be a little different. He's 10 times smarter than me, but mine is just a little bit more like things that normal, ordinary people encounter. Like, you know, some of the ones like, hey, what do you do about Halloween or Santa Claus or uh, you know, what's the right way that, that you've learned to think about this. And so it's helpful for, um, for whatever reason, um, in the way God wired me, he made me think pretty quickly on my feet. Uh, so it's, it's something I can do without, you know, 10 hours of preparation. I can usually just kind of think through it for a few minutes and then give an answer. So I, I love when I go to college campuses, I love doing Q and A's. Mm. Um, you know, that's like my favorite part of the presentation is I'll stand in front of six, 700 students and just open mic and, and I enjoy that. So it just seemed like a good fit. That's great. Well, what's been your favorite episode so far? And that's a good, you know, probably the one I've got most feedback on that people were not expected is the question of, is it okay to kiss before you're, you're married? Okay. Uh, really? Sounds totally random. Yeah. But it was able to say, hey, here's some biblical wisdom. Here's where you take biblical wisdom too far, you know, and like turn it into rules. But here, here's a way that I, you can, you can start to think about it. So it was probably the, the most fun and the one I've got the most response on. Wow. Fascinating. I mean, I would have thought it would be, you know, your first one, Pastor JD, are you a Calvinist? <laughs> <laughs> Certain people gave me a lot of response on that one. Yeah. Certain other people are like, what are you talking about? So, <laughs> right. No, that's, that's really good. That's really good. So what's it like to host your own podcast? You've been on uh, a ton of other podcasts, but how do you decide what to talk about? Yeah. Um, 
it basically is just recurrence of questions. I, it's so far, it's been a combination of ones that I know are pertinent, um, then some that people send in. Um, and I also, you know, have a team of people that I work with and we just say, Hey, what are you hearing? What do you think would be helpful to, to answer? And, you know, some of it's gut feel. I wouldn't say our, our, our research is super scientific where we have a, you know, rolling chart, a ticker that's a number of questions asked. And, you know, it's just, it's just trying to be a, I'm being a pastor helps us out tremendously because I'm a pastor of normal people and normal people ask normal questions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some pastors really have an audience with theologians and other pastors and and I enjoy that stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, my calling, you know, Todd Manuel is, is, I'm just called the, I feel like pastor regular people. And so uh, those are the, the questions I'm usually trying to answer. That's really good. It's, um, it, it, you know, interestingly, after listening to your podcast, I mean, you know, going through each of your episodes, you mentioned Rosaria Butterfield a few times. So, uh, I mean, I was kind of out of the loop, I guess. So I started looking her up and saw her book, read her book, and we had her on the five leadership questions podcast. And I mean, it was, it was incredible. So, I mean, that as well as the, the one that you, um, because I preach at my church on a regular basis, your, uh, the podcast that you had on how do you prepare for sermons is really fun to listen to as well. Oh, good. Well, that's actually encouraging. Cause I, I mean, that's, that's very encouraging. And what I just heard is I am owed a finder's fee for connecting you to Rosario <laughs> Butterfield. So that's yeah. what I heard in that. So I'll just, <laughs> I'll let you do with that what you want. Uh, we'll have to send you a steak or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, done. Okay. I'll take it. That's awesome. Well, JD, um, you know, there's obviously the summit life that you have that, that I, I believe that's just, that's your radio show in podcast form, right? That's right. So in hosting your own podcast, uh, what have you learned about yourself even during the prep as you've been recording afterwards and just through the whole process? Yep. Now, are we, still talking, are we talking about summit life now? Are, you, are we talking specifically ask me anything or both yeah. of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, specifically ask me anything, but just in general, the the, the whole, I guess, the the not the venue, but the means of podcasting. Because it's, it's quite different than actually counseling yep. someone or an, answering questions after a service. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, you know, I would say that it may, this may not be what you're looking for, honestly, but um, this first thing that comes to mind is... You know, I think you really have to learn to be sober about your own gifts and wiring. Um, I, I had for so long, I had what I just, I always think of as gift envy, where I was just frustrated that I wasn't wired like somebody else, you know, and I'd hear somebody um, that was able to speak in a certain format or a certain forum, um, and they were able to do certain presentations. And man, I'd try my best to emulate them. And, and it just, it was awkward and, and, and so it's probably taken me, I'm 45 years old now, and I, I'd say it's taken me 25 years um, to figure out kind of like, what's just, what am I comfortable with in the podcast realm or the speaking realm or teaching realm? And just say, hey, God didn't make me. He chose not to make me like these other guys. And I admire them and I can learn from them, but I, I really shouldn't try to imitate them. And so I, I think with Ask Me Anything specifically and the teaching that I do on Summit Life, which is obviously teaching that originates first at the Summit Church. Um, those are things that I feel like, man, I, I, this is a cliche and I apologize for using it, but I just like, man, I'm born to do this. Mm. I, I'm born, if, if, I, if I inherited a billion dollars next week, 
um, I would want, I would want to do those two things, you know, every week thereafter, just because I, I love, I love being able to delve into people's questions and I love being able to teach God's word. That's good. It's, uh, you know, we recently interviewed Ken Coleman on, on the podcast and he's um, one of the Ramsey personalities and he has a daily talk uh, a talk show, I, I guess. And, and it's completely like I was talking to him about it and he was saying that it's, uh, I was like, how much prep do you actually do for this? It's like a daily one hour show. And he does under 30 minutes per episode because during the, wow. the talk show, people just call in and he is literally just right. answering questions live. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing. And again, I want people to be clear. And I try to say this in that one you're referring to about how to prepare a sermon. Like, you just got to really look at how God's wired you. Um, yeah. You know, what I first started to notice it when I get really, really stressed out on certain kinds of talks I had to prepare. I mean, just, it would take me hours. And then there were others that just, man, it came natural. And specifically for when it came to a Q&A, everybody around me was mortified at, at the thought of having unplanned questions being mm. asked in front of a live audience. And I felt like I came alive. I felt like I do better preaching and speaking off the cuff than I do, you know, having prepared a long time on, on various things. Now, I, I mean, I do prepare for my sermons. I'm not saying I don't, but <laughs> I'm saying for that Q&A thing, it's just how I'm wired and, and I, enjoy, I enjoy answering those things. That's good. That's good. So uh, I got a couple leadership questions more. Uh, we've talked about All the right. podcast and, and so I want to know what, what are you, what's the main point of emphasis with your, your team at the summit right now? What are you guys experiencing and uh, how are you leading there? Yeah. So we, um, we in December, um, we go away as our, our kind of lead staff, executive staff, and we just try to ascertain what, what is there, is there any one big thing that God has put on our heart for the year? Um, and it, it, we, we don't, doesn't always have to be like, you know, just one or everything, but it's just over the last few years, we've both felt one, you know, kind of come to the surface. Um, a couple of years ago, for example, we just like, man, we want to take our people deep in the Bible. And I preached, you know, 50 messages through the Bible, just, you know, one, not one on every bullet, but, you know, it's working our way through it. Um, this year, we just felt really strongly that um, the theme should be around, we're calling it the who's your one theme. Mm. Um, and that is, equipping our people to share Christ. We're encouraging all of them to have one person that they're building a relationship with, praying for and trying to bring the faith in Christ. And so uh, I don't know how you know familiar um, you know, a listener is, but these like, in, they call them wigs, wildly important goals. And then you develop a bunch of sub wigs underneath these to help support that goal. Yeah. So, um, you know, our, our, our kind of wig, our, our big one, this who's your one is we want to see 500 professions of faith um, this year. Like, like five, not, not just 500 baptisms because some yeah. of those baptisms are, you know, people that are transformed out the churches or something, but 500 new professions of faith. Um, we've got some small group goals that go into that, but it's, it's sort of our rallying cry. Uh, Patrick Lencioni has built um, you know, some of his leadership writings just says, you know, sometimes your people just need, they need sort of one, one thing to kind of that animates everything. And it's not all that you do, but it's kind of the, the focal point of what you do. And that's, that, 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 that's what's going on at the summit church. Of course, that coincides with what I'm leading in the SBC with right now, because that's one of my major emphases for the year as well as, you know, um, you got what, 16 million Southern Baptists. And, and if we could just get it out there, that churches would, would lead their people to have one person that they were intentionally trying to share Christ with and bring the faith in Jesus. 
yeah. imagine what our country would look like. So, uh, so, so on two follow-up questions, I'd love for you to to talk about just that the tension of of continuing to lead your church as well as leading um, with the Southern Baptist Convention as as the president this year. But but before we get to that. Um, you talked about with your leadership team deciding that one thing, deciding that focus. Uh, can you give us, can you kind of bring us into that? I mean, what, is that, what does that look like for you guys to decide? Is it that you guys are just, you know, fasting and praying and, you know, going to a mountain and saying, okay, we're not going to come <laughs> off this until you give us something? Or, or I mean, what, what does that look like for you guys in discerning that on a yearly basis? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I wouldn't say there's one standard way. I, I, I do think, I do think, yeah, sometimes maybe you have a leader that just really comes back and God's put something on his heart and you, you put it out there, but that's not my preferred way. I mean, I feel like a lot of pastors have that as their, their viewpoint. Like mm-hmm. it's like they're, uh, you know, they go to the mountaintop and they meet with God and they come back down yeah. with the 10 commandments for the church for the year. And um, sure. I, I guess that happens. Um, usually I find the spirit of God works best. Um, in, in my life through other brothers and sisters that we get in a room and start talking about what God's doing in our lives. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, a leadership principle, Donald, Donald Rumsfeld, the uh, you know, former uh, secretary of uh, state, he says, uh, or secretary of defense, excuse me. Uh, he says, you know, the most basic principle of airline travel is that if you want somebody there for the landing, they've got to be with you on the takeoff. <laughs> and so I found it's best to have people with me as we're you know, determining what God is saying. So in this case, you know, we, um, yeah, we went to a lot of prayer and, and we were sitting on a beach house and we, you know, rented for two or three days and, and we just, you know, like, okay, let's just talk about what God's put on, on our heart. What's your passion for the church? What's God doing in your life? And after we talked for a while, two things came to the surface. One was, um, we wanted to preach to the entire book of Romans this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, kind of really take our people deep in that book and this who's your one kind of thing. And we thought, actually, these are two ways of accomplishing the same thing because Romans is all about the gospel. And this is what we want to do is equip people with the gospel to be able to share the gospel. So I hope that that's kind of what you're asking, but no, that's, yeah, that's how it happens for us. No, that's that that's that's awesome. And how about the the second follow up question on on how you're navigating leading both the summit as well as um, serving as a president of the, the SBC? Yeah, well, depending on what they ask me, I'll, I'll tell you how well I'm doing with those. Um, my, my first, my first, this is not just a talking point. I mean, this is the core. Is um, my first ministry responsibility is to my church that yeah. God has given me, and um, I, I was very. I had a lot. I'd asked a lot of questions before allowing my name to be put in nomination. That would I be able to be a, a responsible dad, and then a responsible pastor and be able to do this. And the counsel that I got was, was yes. So I, I've looked at my, my responsibilities to my church as my big rocks, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, uh, where you kind of put that in your, in your schedule first yeah. and say, I'm going to schedule SBC stuff around it. Okay. And, um, I was able by God's grace to not, um, you know, I don't have to miss any other Sundays that I typically miss in a year. Um, you know, and say, here's what I've got to offer and I'm going to do the most that I can. Um, we were, I, I, you know, I had two kind of ch- chiefs of staff. Um, one is, is a guy that for the most part, um, he runs the church and he and I together, you know, kind of fulfill that role of a pastor and he's the, he just executes everything. And we spend a lot of time together, but you know, he spends a lot of time so that my, 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 my leadership in the church is very kind of, in, you know, strategic and, 
and focus. And then I've got another guy that works sort of on the SBC side with that. And it is a guy whose name you've already mentioned here, Todd Unziger. Um, and Todd and I um, just work, work really well together. And he helps me think through like, hey, here's all the things that I can be doing, the agendas, you know, and then he kind of sets them up so that I'm able to be really focused. And so as with most things, um, you know, it's, it's, it has to do with the quality of people you have around you. Um, my, one of my life goals is to do meaningful work with awesome people. And, you know, by God's grace, I've been able to, to do something meaningful in the church and the SBC. And I, because I have awesome people, it's not really, not really a burden. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, that's, that's something that I remember you mentioning on one of your Ask Me Anything podcasts, uh, the whole idea about you wanting to do meaningful work with awesome people. So yeah. when it, <laughs> so, so, so when it comes to that, uh, I mean, how do you, how, like, how did, how did, how do you bring that team around you? How do you identify those people? Cause I'm sure there are a lot of people, a lot of pastors and listeners listening in being like, Hey, I, I want to do that. I really do want to do long lasting, long-term ministry, but I don't really like the people I'm around right now. And I didn't choose them because I just got hired as right. a pastor and they were all there I before me. Them. Yeah. Well, obviously I wish I had a silver bullet answer to that. You know, I don't <laughs> think I, I do. I think the thing is, you know, to, to value it and to realize, because, because what I see is the opposite um, problem that you just described. And that is, people who have those relationships but don't value enough them enough to pursue them or deepen them or value the people enough that they may turn down what looks like a better job to be able to stay at work with, you know, a particular group of people, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, my, um, my wife has this great statement that she repeats to me all the time and it really helps keep grounded. She's like, look, um, fame is making yourself accessible to a bunch of people you don't really care about at the expense of those that you do. Oh and that man. my quality of <gasps> that's burglar. Right? Need to have her on. <laughs> yeah, my quality of life. My quality of life is has never been dependent on how big my audience was or how big my platform was. In fact, the bigger my audience got, the bigger my platform got, the more complex and I would say in many ways less enjoyable my life became. Mm. But as far as just pure joy in my life, um, it is the group of people that I have around me that I work with and. We pursue relationships. We, a few years ago, we moved strategically into a neighborhood um, with a couple of the families um, in our church that are part of that, you know, um, awesome people. And they live three, four houses down from my house. And, and man, we just, we just do life together. And, you know, so what happens is, is pastors sometimes or leaders are in the situation. And then uh, something else opens up with a slightly bigger platform and slightly more money. And you think, well, that's where joy is. Joy is in the bigger platform and in the bigger money. And you, you neglect these relationships. And, and that's where I'm saying, man, just, just realize that your quality of life is going to be determined by the, those people that you're around. Um, and, um, you know, as a pastor, especially pursue, do what it takes to pursue those relationships. And, to, you know, a lot of pastors, they just get isolated. They, they don't, they don't have friends and they, they're kind of, you know, the platform presence, but they're not, you know, people don't just see into their marriage and, you know, know their kids' names. And, and so I just, we, we, my wife and I play a high value on just normal community and not presidential or, you know, mega church pastor stuff. Wow. That was so good. That was good. I'm going to remember that one. I'm yeah. not going to tell it to my wife, <laughs> but I'm going to remember that. And by the way, Daniel knows this. 
Um, my wife wants to know um, <laughs> if you'll produce more Ask Me Anything podcasts. Legitimately, she's asked. Legitimately. She's like, when's he going to do more? Oh, okay. he, need to do? he needs to do more stuff. Um, well, don't yeah. give me some new questions. I'll tell her. She'll, she's, oh, she's good. That's dangerous. <laughs> she it's will very say. dangerous. Very, very. It dangerous. should be stump Pastor JD. <laughs> she's, she's. Yeah, legit. that's right. That's what it would be. Um, okay. So I, no, I've got one thing, last sir, question. I'm about your marriage, though, I'm going to decline from answering. Oh, yeah. What do I do when my husband is this way? <laughs> um, okay. So last question is, is really two. Um, what's one book that you've read in the last year that, that, you know, you would, you'd recommend, and then maybe one more recently. One book in the last year that I would recommend, and well, can I start with a recent one? Would yeah. that be okay? Yeah. Um, I'm in the middle right now of a book called um, uh, Leadership in Turbulent Times by Doris Kearns Goodwin. Hmm. It is an analysis of Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, FDR, and Lyndon Johnson, and just looking at what the character of the leaders were that really changed the times that they were in. Um, and they, um, you know, she, she, the question is, does the man make the times or do the times, you know, make the man? And the answer, you know, she presents is both. Mm -hmm. I, there's a lot of political overtones in the book. I'm not crazy about, uh, I would say that she and I probably line up politically in, in different ways, but, um, nonetheless, the analysis of culture and the analysis of, of character is just, is just amazing. Um, and so that's one that I'm, I'm actually not quite finished with it, but it's, it's been really, really good. Um, another one I, I, I've got to, I'll give you two books that are not spiritual and then one that, that is, um, the other one is, I, it was a great book called never split the difference by Chris Voss, oh, who was so the lead good. negotiator of the FBI. Yeah. And, um, agree. Anyway, it was just, it was just refreshing. It was entertaining to read. I, I had a, I just had a really good time reading it. So, um, I, I would recommend that. Um, I like that one too. Let's see here. Um, man, I, I wrestled through Andy Stanley's um, Irresistible. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that Andy and I have actually been in dialogue about it that I, I don't agree with. He, there's some insights in there that, man, he's, you know, God's given them a gift in reaching people, and there's a lot that I learned from, but that was a, a very vigorous read. Um, God and Money um, was is written by a couple of um, Harvard Business School guys who basically become Christians and rethink everything about how they approach money. And it's, it, it's different than just your standard you know, tithe and give generously and shut up, you know, kind of message. It's, it's a really good analysis of what God's purpose is worth of wealth. And that it's been a very inspiring book, not just for me personally, but in, in how I've taught. So those oh, would be something to count the top of my, top of my head. Yeah. I, great. I have not, I haven't heard about that one. The, the God and money one. Yeah. It's, uh, I think Cortinas was the guy's name who wrote it. There was two guys, but I remember one guy's name was Cortinas. That's awesome. We'll definitely have to check that out. Well, yeah. thanks, JD, for, for being on the podcast and, and for giving us a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look at, at the host of the Ask Me Anything podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, and Ben by Ben Sass. Oh, that's a fantastic book. I just got that one. So I Which can't, one I can't that close the podcast without mentioning that. Uh, ben, P-H-E-M by Ben Sass, who's the senator from Nebraska. And it's good. It's, I'm thoroughly enjoying it right now. It's an analysis of American culture. That's awesome. Yeah, sorry for the late edition, but I wanted to throw it in. Cool. Oh, that's good. Well, thanks again. We'll we'll um we'll catch you guys next time. So I guess you have a 
new definition for fame. Oh my goodness. That was killer. That was good. That was worth it. <laughs> That's worth the price of admission. Yeah. Next time we should just have her, his wife on instead of him. I, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. She should have a podcast. She should have a we podcast. We should bring her into the podcast network. Yeah. We should. We should. We should. Actually, there was a study that they did together. Uh, I think her name's Veronica. Okay. Veronica and Jay. It was on parenting and... We had done that That's study. That's right, 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 right. The, uh, yes, uh, th- this is curriculum. When yeah, we yeah. talk about studies, sometimes we've talked about research l- lately, and this this is a Bible study. Yeah, Ready to Launch by J.D. and Veronica uh, Greer. See how biblical theology can be applied to parenting. So that was my first, that was one of my first introductions to J.D. and, and to his entire ministry. Because uh, as a lot of our listeners know, I'm not, from the states nor do i have a southern baptist background either so <laughs> it was kind of a, a way i was like oh no this is awesome who is this guy oh he leads a church called this is when i was pastoring right in canada and i was like oh he's pastoring a church at summit and called summit and that's how i started getting to know him through that study that's funny yeah <laughs> did you know who dr rainer was in canada uh yes because a simple church that's right too. yeah yeah and talking about Dr. Rayner, his podcast, Rayner on Leadership, is actually the newest member of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this podcast is hosted twice a week, just like the five leadership questions one. And, and it's hosted by uh, Dr. Rayner himself, Tom Rayner, and Jonathan Howe. And, and the neat thing is, like the five leadership questions podcast, they do talk about leadership, but they For do sure. it from a little bit of a different bent. Um, just because he has different church experience than us. Right. And, and, yeah. And it's super practical. It's yeah. usually on one subject, and they go deep, deep, deep. And, man, it, he, how many, do you know how many episodes they've done? Oh. I think it's like twice as much as we've done. Yeah, it really is. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of episodes. So they've been at it a while, and it's not old. I mean, it's still going and growing every week. So be sure you check that out. Yeah, just look up Rainer on Leadership on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. 